take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day. What sound did I make when I mixed my stutter with the excitement of a big job interview? Nick, 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 Eleanor Roosevelt was the longest-running first lady throughout her husband, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's four terms in office. She was also an American politician, diplomat, and activist who later served as a United Nations spokeswoman. The thought is long, but it's a good one. She said, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I have lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. Welcome to episode 25. This is also known as episode 5 times 5 or nickel times nickel. Thank you for joining me today. In the last episode, I talked about situational awareness. Later on in this episode, I will talk about the slam technique. SLAM stands for Stop, Look, Analyze, and Manage. But first I want to talk about the National Disability Employment Awareness Month. According to the Library of Congress, October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month that pays tribute to the accomplishments of men and women with disabilities whose work and strong commitment to help ensure equal opportunity for all citizens. The effort to educate the public about disability employment began in 1945 when Congress enacted Public Law 176 declaring the first week of October National Employ the Physically Handicapped Week. In 1962, the word physically was removed to acknowledge the employment needs and contributions of individuals with all types of disabilities. Congress later expanded the week to a month. Employment includes 
recruiting, hiring, training, and retaining employees with disabilities. I got a big break when an organization called Just One Break visited my college, Marist College, for a career fair in the spring of 1995 when I was a senior in college. Just One Break was founded in 1947 by former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt and business leaders Howard Rusk, Bernard Baruch, and Oren Lehman. Just One Break's role was to level the playing field for dedicated and determined individuals with disabilities who wanted to put their skills and knowledge to work. Just One Break served individuals with all visible and hidden disabilities covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act. I met Mindy Colin, who was an employment recruiter for Just One Break in New York City. In fact, Mindy first noticed me at Marist because of my crutches. She came up to me and introduced herself to me as a disability employment recruiter. Sometimes the conspicuous nature of crutches or a disability can work in your favor. My disability certainly helped me get introduced to her. We connected on multiple levels. She was impressed with my GPA, which was over 3.0. I also talked about my experience with Sesame Street and my experience with the TV show Baywatch. You can find out about Sesame Street and Baywatch in previous episodes. During the conversation, I also found out that she grew up in the same area of Rockley County, New York. Needless to say, we kept in touch over the next several months as I got ready to graduate from Marist College. In May and June, I interviewed at the television stations CNBC, ABC, and Fox, among other media companies. Mindy and Just One Break also had contacts over at MTV Networks. I did an exploratory interview at MTV Networks. MTV Networks didn't have any openings at the time that I interviewed. A couple weeks later, I got a call from Mindy about a job at Nickelodeon, which was part of MTV Networks. Nickelodeon is a kids' cable channel. The situation was, with the popularity of America Online in the mid-1990s, expanding and the commercial growth of the web starting to catch on, Nickelodeon was looking to expand their brand online. Nickelodeon was looking to build an online production team. When Mindy told me this, I told her that I didn't know any of the programming 
for Nickelodeon besides Double Dare, which was a nationally syndicated kid and family game show that included trivia questions, physical challenges, and obstacle courses. One example of a physical challenge was trying to catch a meatball in a bowl of spaghetti. An example of an obstacle course from Double Dare was having contestants run through a giant human nose to pick out a flag hidden inside a nostril. Another challenge for me was that while I had used the internet and online news groups at Marist College, I hadn't used America Online before. America Online was an online bulletin board, chat room, and web portal that became popular in the 1990s. AOL offered a 100 hours free trial through a post office promotional computer CD. All you needed was a phone line and a dial-up modem. After getting the call from Mindy, I grabbed the CD with AOL on the disc and loaded it onto a family computer. Cramming knowledge about AOL and Nickelodeon programming over the next week for my interview wasn't my biggest obstacle or physical challenge. In this week's rope or rite of passage experiences, I want to talk about the transportation challenges before I even got to the interview. Nickelodeon was owned by Viacom, and the Viacom building was in Times Square in New York City. That meant that I needed to take the Red and Tan bus line about 45 minutes from Rockland County down to Port Authority Bus Terminal. The bus terminal was on 42nd Street and 8th Avenue. Port Authority was a big, crowded transportation hub that had a risky combination of crowds and many sets of stairs. My parents were concerned about the distance and the physical challenges. My mom agreed to go with me through the transportation routine. She was part of my zone of proximal development. She was worried about the different environments and hazards that I would encounter before I even got to the interview. This is where the slam safety method comes into play. Although the slam method is only now a few years old, it is used in the environmental safety industry to identify environmental risks. For the purpose of this conversation also, it stands for Stop, Look, Analyze, and Manage Situational and Environmental 
risks and hazards. My mom should have created it because every time I made a significant movement, like stepping onto the bus or giving my ticket to the driver or going to my seat, she reminded me to stop, look, analyze, and manage. She even made the helpful suggestion for me to turn around and go down the stairs backwards as I got off the bus. In case I slipped, gravity wouldn't work against me and I could just fall against the stairs. She also reminded me that given the large crowds and many steps and stairs, it would be easier for me to handle different stairs and staircases with fewer people around. So she suggested that I pick my spots and wait for crowds to clear, or at least it becomes crowded with less people. To this day, I'm not sure if that suggestion was for my peace of mind or her peace of mind. The good thing about paying so much attention to the environment was I didn't have much time to worry about the interview. I made use of many physical therapy exercises while going downstairs. I also leaned against railings and I also shifted weight to my buttocks so that if I fell, I fell to a sitting position rather than flying down the stairs. It was awkward and slow sometimes, but it was better than the possibility of a longer and more dangerous fall. It took about a half an hour to go from getting off the bus at Port Authority to going through and exiting the terminal. My next level of distractions were the people scurrying on sidewalks. There were also cars and taxis darting through the streets. My mom and I walked a couple blocks over and an avenue down until we got to Times Square. I was happy I had gone through a number of different hurdles until I reached the last curb and the Viacom building was sighted across the street. I made sure to stop, look, analyze, and manage, but somehow I also managed to trip in my suit on the last curb in front of 1515 Broadway. But somehow, that brought me good luck. I wasn't going to give up after handling so many hassles and hurdles. In the next episode, I will talk about the interview and how a college project and a college internship helped me get the job at Nickelodeon. In what positive, conspicuous way can you use your disability? Remember, Mindy came up to me and introduced herself because she noticed I had a disability. How can you use the SLAM 
safety method to stop, look, analyze, and manage your environment. Maybe it will help you so that you don't trip over your last curve like I did. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. Always will I, I, I never give up.